Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 418. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Let's read our passage. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I have not an apostle to others, at least I am to you because you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. This is 1 Corinthians, Paul's first letter that we have to the church in Corinth. He had founded the church five years earlier on his second missionary journey. This is now his third missionary journey. He's in Ephesus, and he's sending this letter to the Corinthian church. He's responding to their letter. They ask him some questions. He also heard some things about the church, and he's very concerned about some confusion in their theology, some real problems in their behavior. And so the result is this letter. He started in chapter 7 dealing with questions. They had a question about marriage. And so chapter 7 dealt with marriage. Chapter 8, he began to deal with the issue of food sacrificed to idols. And his first part was talking about actually going to the pagan temples to participate in their pagan worship services, their pagan feasts. He ended that section in verse 13 of chapter 8. He said, therefore, if food causes my brother or sister to fall, I'll never eat meat so that I won't cause my brother or sister to fall. His point there being that sometimes you need to voluntarily restrict your own freedom for the sake of others. So here he's shifting gears and talking about his apostleship. And it's somewhat related to the previous passage and somewhat uh, on its own. How much of it is in response to their letter? Probably is, because it seems like this letter wasn't just a list of questions. So, Paul, could you please tell us about this? But some of it was probably argumentative and challenging to some of the things he's told them in the past. And it seems that one of the problems they have is with his authority as an apostle. And so Paul begins this section defending his authority as an apostle. And he begins with these four rhetorical questions. Chapter 9, verse 1, he says, Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? There's four rhetorical questions. And all assume a positive answer. All of them, well, yes. Am I not free? Well, yeah, you're free. He's just argued that they are free. And they've been arguing that they are free. So, of course, he's free. Am I not an apostle? Well, that's some of the issue. It's not that they're saying he's not necessarily an apostle, but the question seems to be his authority. So, yeah, he is an apostle. And the question there, what is an apostle? In some senses, in in the usage, like in the book of Acts, Luke describes all of the people with Paul as apostles, not just Paul. Other times, it's a little different. It's referring to the apostles, the twelve that Jesus chose. Then Judas was lost. They replaced him with Matthias. We never saw him again. And then Paul as one of the apostles those that Jesus chose himself to carry on his ministry. And so that's the sense that Paul seems to be using it here as an apostle. 
in some of the areas of Acts, where Luke refers to several people as the apostles, pretty much a missionary would be considered an apostle, somebody taking the gospel to a new area. But in other respects, there is this idea of the apostles. And I think that's where Paul's going here is with the apostles. And so who are the apostles? Those are the ones that Jesus chose and said, you are my apostles. You are the ones that I am sending. Because the word literally means sent ones. And remember when Judas was lost and they wanted to replace Judas, they said one of the requirements is this has to be someone who's seen the risen Lord. And that's part of what Paul's argument here is, his third rhetorical question. Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? Because if you're talking about the apostles, that's one of the necessary ingredients. Well, on the road to Damascus. And that's where, from Paul's perspective, this wasn't just a vision of Paul went into a trance and had a vision of the Lord Jesus. He says the Lord actually appeared to him. So I just didn't have a vision about Jesus. Jesus himself appeared to me. So yes, I have seen the Lord Jesus. And then there'd be a second aspect to that, because a lot of people saw the Lord Jesus that are not apostles. He was then commissioned by the risen Lord to go and take the gospel to the Gentiles. That's why so often Paul refers to himself as apostle to the Gentiles. So yeah, he saw the risen Lord, but then he was commissioned by the Lord, chosen to be the Lord's instrument to take the gospel to the Gentiles. And his fourth rhetorical question, are you not my work in the Lord? Well, here he's taking more of a practical aspect of the, the evidence, the proofs in the pudding, and you guys are the pudding. I came and did my apostle stuff at Corinth, and now you have a church in Corinth. That's what apostles do. That's what I did. You're the proof of my apostleship. He's the one that brought the gospel to Corinth. Now, verse 2 is a little confusing and hard to say exactly what he means here. He says, if I am not an apostle to others, at least I am to you, because you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. Big question here is, who are the others? Is he talking about other churches, other places, other regions? Or is he talking about others coming to the church in Corinth? Now, we know others have come through because he talked at one point about you have many guardians, but only one father. So they've had many teachers. And we know there have been other people there. Uh, Apollos went and spent a considerable amount of time in Corinth. So they've had several teachers, but we're not really sure what he means by this. One of the questions is, is there questioning his apostolic authority totally contained within the church, or if there have been others coming to Corinth and challenging Paul's apostleship. Some commentators say, just based on the structure of the argument that Paul gives here, that it's pretty much contained within the church. It's probably not the case. So it's hard to say exactly what he's referring to, to the others, or if he's just really nailing it down to them. Of, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. doesn't matter what anybody else experiences. You yourselves know I came to you, sent by Jesus Christ, 
with a message to take the gospel to you. And I did. Now there's a church there. You guys are believers because of what I did. So you are the seal of my apostleship in the Lord. You're the proof that I'm an apostle. Now it seems this is following the content of their letter, this whole argument. And he's forbidden them from participating in these pagan temple feasts. And the best guess is they're basically challenging his authority to forbid that and challenging some of his own behaviors and questioning his authority as an apostle. You're in no position to tell us to do this. You, You do things wrong yourself. One of the things they seem to be challenging about is churches are supposed to support apostles materially, but hey, when you showed up, you didn't have us support you materially. You paid your own way as a tent maker. That was very apostle-like of you, was it? So we're not so sure you're of that big of an apostle. And that's why it seems to follow directly after the issue of voluntarily restricting your own freedom. Because after this, he's going to make the case for it is good and right and proper for churches to materially support the apostles. Then he's going to bring forth his own freedom. And it's my Christian freedom to not accept that material support. So the fact that he didn't act like they think an apostle should act and come and have them support him, well, he's free to do it that way. That seems to be part of their argument. And then also some of his, not the participating in the temple feasts themselves, but the meat that's left over from the temple feast that gets sold in the marketplace, having to worry about where it came from. Is it okay to eat that or is it contaminated? And Paul seemed to be okay with eating it if he was with Gentiles and not okay eating it if he was with Jews. And I say, hey, you're a little double-faced there, two-faced. Uh, well, what's going on there? So he's going to argue about that later on. So this section right here seems to fit with the whole point about meat sacrifice to idols because that's something that they seem to be pushing back on of, I don't know you have the authority to tell us not to do that. And so he's defending his apostleship here. He's going to talk about his freedom as an apostle and his mission as an apostle. And so the, we're going to have a section now of this dealing with his authority as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.